This is episode 4 of the One Idea Podcast. Why did Our Girls Go Army, the movie, make $2.5 million? This podcast is produced by Evolve and Adapt, an award-winning strategy and digital consulting firm based in Singapore and Malaysia. If you're looking to build your brand and generate massive leads and revenue, book a marketing consulting call at evolveadapt.com. Dear citizens, my name is JC Sum. I'm a certified marketing management consultant and the author of Evolve, Adapt or Collapse. First up, I would like to thank everyone who tuned in to the first three episodes of One Idea. In the past week, since the launch of the podcast, we have received tremendous response and support. Thank you for listening, downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Do let us know which was your favourite episode of the three and why. Leave a comment wherever you're listening to the podcast and do leave a five-star review as well. A huge shout-out to Darren Tay from the band An Honest Mistake based in Malaysia. He produced the arrangement for the One Idea theme and did a killer job creating the feel we were going for. Check out his music through any of his socials including Linktree, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Just look for An Honest Mistake or check out the links in the show notes. In 2013, I was at the Marina Square shopping mall in Singapore for dinner. After the meal, I took the obligatory walk around the mall and was drawn to the video store which had a large television playing the opening scene from the latest James Bond movie at that time, Skyfall. While I had watched it before, I was still enthralled by the opening gambit scene with the chase on the train and everything that ensued. After about 3 or 4 minutes, I noticed large laughter coming from my left, about 5 meters away. There was a group of about 15 people of various ages and gender watching a different TV screen having a great time, captivated by what they saw on screen. Playing on their TV was a local movie, A Boys to Men a film directed by Jack Neal about a group of army recruits in national service in Singapore. I looked around and behind me to see who else was watching Skyfall with me. Absolutely no one. I then had a realisation. This is a great story to tell during a podcast I would be recording in 10 years time. No, nothing like that. I realised that my tastes were very different from the average Singaporean and I was definitely not Jack Neal's target audience. I had never felt so alone in my life. The funny thing is that a couple of years before, I had actually worked with Jack and his J-Team production company on a 15-episode television programme for Mediacorp. A 15-episode series is pretty long, with about a 20-week production schedule inclusive of pre-production and post-production. Even though my deal was with Mediacorp Direct and not J-Team, I did get to know his team and talents and worked quite closely with them in the studio, on location and in the editing suite. While we're all aligned professionally, it was obvious that culturally and creatively, we were quite different. The final TV product was still great and did well ratings-wise. Fast forward to 2022, I've since taken my 20 plus years of experience in international entertainment marketing and production to strategic marketing consulting. Jack Neal has made three more Our Boys to Men sequels which have collectively grossed more than 25 million Singapore dollars. This year, he just released his latest spin-off 
A Girls Go Army. This film follows the first batch of female recruits as they undergo and serve national service in the fictional near future of Singapore. For our international listeners, you might not be familiar with the movies I mentioned as they're highly localized. However, just think of a local movie or TV show from your country that is very popular within a certain large segment of your local audience. According to Wikipedia, the A Boys to Men series is very popular and has built a cult following in recent years, in spite of low critic reviews. For the spin-off A Girls Go Army, it received widespread criticism and scorn prior and after its release. The Straits Times film correspondent John Liu gave the film 2 out of 5 stars, remarking that it was as funny as a positive COVID test and it takes effort to be this terrible. Ouch. Douglas Sung from 8 Days gave it 1 out of 5 stars, describing Jack Neal's directing and storytelling as tone deaf and full of pervasive product placements. Lim Yen Lu from Yahoo Life similarly criticised the product placement and incoherent plot, giving it 1 out of 5 stars. Maybe these critics missed the point and the product placement is actually the plot. Despite these bad reviews, A Girls Go Army has made 2.5 million Singapore dollars as of 17 February 2022, off a $2 million budget. Factoring marketing and promotion, it would not have made much money off the box office yet. However, there was a lot of sponsorship money involved, which should have covered most costs, if not more. So ultimately, it is still a financial success for the producers. So why did Our Girls Go Army make $2.5 million in under three weeks of its release, even though the reviews were so bad? This episode is sponsored by eFunnily a marketing platform and source for digital marketing tools, information, and digital solution providers in Southeast Asia. eFunnily helps business owners and marketers use different digital marketing tools to funnel customers to their online assets. It also features a Southeast Asia digital marketing directory that will help you find the ideal digital solution provider that fits your marketing or technical needs. Visit efunnily.com for more info. That is E-F-U-N-N-E-L-Y dot com. Now back to the show. I should make a disclaimer that I have not watched any of the A Boys to Men movies or the spin-off. However, I've seen enough clips and snippets of trailers to know what the tone of the movies is. What about you? Have you watched any of the A Boys to Men movies? Do you like them? Do let me know in the comments. While the movies do not appeal to me personally, remember, I'm 100% not Jack Neal's target audience, so my thoughts on the movies or style are not important. The key to the success of these movies is the fact that Jack Neal really knows his audience. From a business and marketing perspective, he truly understands what is known as the mass heartland audience and their sense of humor. He knows what they want and creates content that they want. Essentially, he provides value to his target audience. The Heartland audience also represents the average Singaporean, or at least forms a significant portion of the population. So while there are many people who do not appreciate this type of content, a large part of the population does, and more importantly, they are willing to pay for it. From a creative standpoint, 
Jack knows what characters will work and the way they should deliver the dialogue. He's heavy on the use of localised languages like dialects and singlish and likely draws from his own experiences and socio-cultural influences. So his content, that is his value, is completely aligned with his target audience. It is something he's very good at, regardless of what you might think of his movies personally. This is the reason why Our Boys to Men did so well at the box office and the goodwill from those films rubbed off to Our Girls Go Army. Another reason for the success of Our Girls Go Army could be the casting of unknown actresses who have strong social followings. The casting process itself created hype for the movie since it was an open audition call. Subsequently, many of the girls cast promoted the movie and that got a lot of fan support beyond the typical Our Boys to Men fans. So, the key to success in your professional life or business is to identify your target audience, understand them, and provide value that makes them happy. So how do you find your target audience? If you are an employee of a company, that is easy. Your target audience is your immediate superiors, upper management, and colleagues within the same department or team. If you are upper management, then your audience is your staff, board of directors if you have one, and customers. In order to give your bosses the value they want, you must take the time to learn and understand their value system, preferences, and quirks. This will normally come automatically when you work long enough in an organization or get close with colleagues who share their experiences and gossip. For example, if you have superiors who value punctuality and timeliness, you should ensure that you're always on time for work, meetings and deadlines. If your superiors value independence and initiative, be sure to demonstrate this. If it is not your natural inclination to do so, you must learn to get out of your comfort zone and adapt. If you want to be noticed positively at work and get raises, promotions or bonuses, you must give your bosses what they want and more. While you do your best to demonstrate your shared value with your superiors, it is just as important to understand your colleagues. Unless you work in a very small company, you will have colleagues and team members whom you must develop synergy with. This can be challenging if you work remotely or with a hybrid arrangement, so it may take extra work to understand their value systems and priorities. Try to support your team members and not add to their own challenges and stress. Being a valuable team member is also important during peer reviews. When superiors appraise your performance or consider raises, promotions or bonuses, besides your individual performance and contribution to the company, they will also factor in how you fit into the organization. Management can be quite conservative and prudent. They may choose to reward an employee who may not be the top performer but works very well with the team and bonds the company together in this aspect. It is less risky than promoting a slightly better performer who cannot work as effectively as a team. If you are an employee of a company, think about this after listening to this podcast. Are you giving your team and bosses the value they want? If not, what is the issue? Is it because you do not know their value system well enough or is it outside your capability? If you are a business owner, your target audience is your team members, customers or clients. Let's start with your team members. Firstly, as a business owner, 
Ensure you make your value system and expectations clear to your team members so that the entire organization can all be aligned and work towards the same values and goals. Next, be consistent with your values and expectation across the entire organization. It will send mixed signals and confusion if your values change depending on the situation or people involved. Finally, ensure your team members know that you have their best interest at heart and recognize their efforts when deserved. Do not pile on work or responsibilities if the team member is not able to cope, especially if the work is outside the team member's responsibilities or agreed job role. Of course, from a practical sense, there must be some give and take from both sides. Just as important to a business owner is the target audience comprising customers and clients. While your team ensures you can deliver your product or service, without customers, you will have no business. Most business owners have some idea who their target audience is, especially if they have been running the business for some time. But in my experience consulting with businesses, there are three main knowledge gaps. Number one, business owners do not have detailed intelligence on their target audience. Number two, they do not know what their target audience really wants or does not want. Number three, they do not know how to reach the target audience. For the purposes of this topic, we are going to focus on the first two points only. Businesses can learn more about their target audience and what they want to a large extent through research. Research can comprise of primary research and secondary research. Primary research is research that you conduct, or you might hire a research company or consultant to perform the research on your behalf. It will still be considered primary research as it is research specifically for your business. Primary research includes holding interviews with customers, suppliers, industry partners, and industry professionals, conducting surveys and focus groups. Secondary research means you are gathering research that others conduct. This research can be in the form of data from journals, news articles, websites, or reports. Here are the specific insights you want to get. Firstly, you want detailed information on your average customer, such as their demographics, daily behavior, spending habits, and anything that is important to you. Secondly, you want to gauge their interest level on your offerings and see how much they are willing to pay for it. If you have prototypes, samples, or visuals, that is even better. Ultimately, what you want is better information that will determine if what you are offering has value to your target market. Creating the right value can be considered the core of marketing. It is to understand what the market needs and creating a product or service of value to fulfill that need. You can only create value for the market when you know what it needs. One reason why businesses are not as successful as they can be or why they fail in general is because they fail to research the market. They end up creating a product that does not have a place in the market or does not add value to customers in the target market. Sometimes we fall in love with our product or service and think that everyone will feel the same way. Unfortunately, that is not the case. So the right approach is first to examine your market feasibility, viability, and potential business opportunities. It is the understanding of your market opportunities that guides the creation, presentation, and marketing of your product. Unfortunately, most businesses work the other way around. To quote Russell Brunson, creator of ClickFunnels, Don't fall in love with a product. 
fall in love with a market. If you spend all your effort building the most perfect product and hope there's a market, you're going to be disappointed. Another way of looking at it is, don't find customers for your products. Find products for your customers. This quote is from Seth Godin, New York Times bestselling author. It takes a high degree of creativity to analyze feedback, market data, and indicators and identify where value is needed. After all, Henry Ford was right when he said, if I had asked the public what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. The same can be said of Apple with the introduction of the iPod and iPhone. Once you understand your market and have identified an unfulfilled need, you can think how you can create value in the form of a product, service, solution, or even content. I hope you have gained insight to the importance of knowing your target audience and giving them the value they want. Only when there's a strong alignment of value with your target audience can there be success. And this can apply to employees working in an organization or business owners. I'm not sure what the one idea and our boys to men crossover audience is, I suspect it's very, very small. So please leave a comment wherever you're listening to this and let me know if you're a fan of our boys to men. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong and there's a huge crossover audience and the next spin-off movie will be One Idea Goes Army. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Idea Podcast. Catch every episode by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for One Idea, O-N-E-E-Y-E-D-E-E-R. As you know, a podcast needs listeners' reviews to grow, so please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This ensures we can keep this podcast free forever. Check the show notes for details. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, myself, or our consulting firm, head over to oneideapodcast.com. My name is JC Sum, and this has been One Idea.